This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. We are ready for week 11. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Football Today on this Thursday morning. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. This episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer later in the show. Check out my Express gear, baby. Rocking this sweater. It's cold out. And uh, Express has some good winter stuff, so so check it out. Can What's I give you a good on? Express story, or you want to save it for later? Save it for later. All right. You also, Jamie, be prepared to talk about your guillotine league, because what happened in your guillotine league was insane. <laughs> and fantasy. Oh, you just reminded me. After 2 o'clock, I got to set a, a reminder to go for the free-for-all. Okay. All right. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, now we got a lot of news. Tyler Lockett expected to play. Chris Carson not expected to play. So Carlos Hyde is uh, going to be interesting tonight. Hi, Heath. How are you? I'm really good, Adam. I I feel fantastic. How how about your Knicks? Obi. You what? That guy. He Obi Obi Toppin. He uh he's like lives ten minutes away from me. He's a he's a Westchester guy. I'm yeah. So that's cool. Um, how about the running backs this week? So here's a little little reference point for everybody. This is in non-decimal scoring. So if you're in decimal scoring, you want to add like a point to all of these. How many points do you need to be the number 24 running back each of the last three weeks? Okay, we've had buys each of the last three weeks. So similar to this week. Full PPR? Uh, Non-PPR and full PPR. I'm just going to guess. Oh, you're guessing. Oh, I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Nine and 12. Uh, close, about eight and ten. So in in non PPR, it's been number RB twenty four has had eight, seven, and eight fantasy points the last three weeks. In full PPR, ten, ten, and ten uh, fantasy points each of the last three weeks. Mike Davis, by the way, he has scored eleven, eight, eight, and eight PPR fantasy points in each of his last four games without Christian McCaffrey. So. You know, he's an, he's an interesting running back. We're going to talk about him in a moment. Uh, Damian Harris is fun. Is the Michael P. Ryan going to get enough work to be good against the Chargers? Is Kalen Balaj going to get the work that he needs? Uh, is Matt Breida going to eat into Savan Ahmed? All this coming up today. But let's start with the big news, guys. Thursday night, Tyler Lockett expected a play. Is he a must-start, Jamie? Uh, yes, he's a must-start guy. I mean, uh, the, Mr. Optimistic Pete Carroll said, or there was a report that Lockett was doing so much, Pete Carroll had to tell him to slow down. Um, I don't know what that means because it was a walkthrough, but in any event, um, if he's out there, you got to play him. I mean, we saw what this you know game was for him last time. If they're going to put Patrick Peterson on DK Metcalf, you got to trust that he's going to get his usual allotment of targets. So I'm an, I have Lockett in several leagues. I'm starting. Okay, and then what about Carlos Hyde? I have to check his roster percentage. Last night it was 26%. Yeah, so, go pick him up. Yeah, so... What do you think about? Is he going to split with Alex Collins? Is uh, he's thirty-two percent rostered? Is he a must-start guy? Where are you ranking him if Chris Carson's out, which is what's expected tonight? I don't think he's a must-start guy, but he is my favorite running back in this game and non-PBR. 
the Cardinals are going to be without three of their starting defensive linemen in this game. And I just got a, a sneaky suspicion Seattle's going to run the ball a little bit more than they have over the last few weeks. That would be a, a, a wise plan against this defense, the way they're undermanned. I think Hyde will share a little bit with DJ Dallas and or Travis Homer because of the passing game. But I expect him to get most of the work in the running game. I think I, think I have him projected for 14 carries, 13, 14 carries, 60, 70 total yards and a touchdown. I mean, put it this way. He didn't start the game against the Cardinals in week seven, and he had... 18 total touches in that game. He had 15 carries. You know, it was an overtime game, but he left in overtime. So I would imagine that the fact that he's practicing in full, he's going to be the guy. So I wouldn't worry about Alex Collins. I wouldn't worry about DJ Dallas. I know Travis Homer's banged up too. But if Carlos Hyde's out there, treat him like you would treat Chris Carson. Not the same production, but how you would start him. So would anybody start Carlos Hyde over Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not there yet, but it wouldn't shock me if Hyde is better. How about the waiver wire guys? Naeem Hines, Kalen Balaj, Savan Ahmed, et cetera. He's behind all of them for me, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's better. It's just, you know, we're, we're looking at a situation where, um, you know, those guys are in great spots. <laughs> I mean, they really are. You know, those, those running backs have some really interesting and exciting matchups. You know, the one you can make a case for is, is maybe Ahmed, just because Matt Breida practiced on, on Wednesday. Yeah. If you want to, you know, just be concerned about it. But I, I can't imagine that they're not going to treat Ahmed like they have been uh, or like they did last week, at least, you know, where he's the feature guy. Yeah, I, I would start him over Melvin Gordon. I'd start him over Kenyon Drake. I'd start him over Jonathan Taylor. Start him over Daryl Henderson. All the Ravens. Um, Ronald that, Jones? No. I would start him over Ronald Jones. Yes. Okay. All right, so uh, he's going to be a top 24 guy in the rankings. Yeah, Check don't out the, don't the fall for rankings. the Ronald Jones 98-yard touchdown run and say he's all of a sudden back to being awesome again. Tough matchup. Yeah, much tougher, yeah. Uh, okay, Devontae Adams not committing to playing this week. Fingers crossed on that one there at Indianapolis. Joe Mixon mispractice. All right, Giovanni Bernard or uh, Carlos Hyde? Team Gio. Yeah, Gio. Uh, I mean, you know, this is the risk you, you run because if Mixon does return to practice, then you're obviously going to be upset that you didn't play Carlos Hyde. So take that into account. But if we get to, you know, the end of the day, Thursday and Zach Taylor is still, he's day to day. <laughs> we're all day to day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, you could probably feel comfortable. Joe Mix not playing once again. And they are getting their offensive line back though for, for the Bengals. Two guys coming back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey likely out. Teddy Bridgewater limited in practice between Bridgewater, Stafford, Drew Locke could come down to Sunday for the three of them. Kenny Galladay was back at practice. Heath, do you expect him to play at this point? Is it too early to tell? And what would that mean for Stafford if Galladay practiced? And by the way, Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola mispracticed, if Galladay played, rather. Uh, what would that mean for Stafford, and, and what are you thinking right now? It would be a, a great thing, obviously, for Stafford, but I would like to see Stafford throw a or hear that he threw a football. I don't need to see it. Um, but I think he was at practice yesterday and just didn't do anything. As long as he gets to the Friday and, and like Ben Roethlisberger last week, throw 40 or 50 passes, then, then I'll feel good about him. And probably start him. Galladay, it's, I think it's still too early to know, but it's a great, great sign that he was practicing on Wednesday. He would be a number two wide receiver, if assuming he's active. How much of a kick in the junk would it be if Galladay's back and Stafford doesn't play? <laughs> like, just yeah. get everybody healthy, man. Let's go. Yeah, Galladay was certainly usable last year with David Blau. And uh, it would probably be Chase Daniel this week if if Matt Stafford can't play. 
So that's the big news. We got more news coming up later. We'll tell you who we love. We'll tell you who to avoid. Make sure you're listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. Every Thursday morning, you're going to get Dave's favorite player prop for the Thursday night game. He had gotten six or seven in a row, uh, but last week that streak ended, but he's trying to pick it up again. So check out his player prop. Plus, we give you all the injury updates. And it's five minutes of fantasy football advice every single morning for you. Uh, starter sit pregame chat today on Twitch at 4 p.m. Eastern until 5.30. He's coming on today to join us with Frank and Chris. So 4 p.m. We'll see you there on Twitch, twitch.com slash FF today. Usually Thursday is the AFC home games, Friday the NFC home games. I move things around a little bit to adjust for the schedules, and sometimes there are a lot more AFC or NFC home games. So today is mostly AFC home games. For whatever reason, I have Detroit and Carolina in the notes today. Just a heads up. I doubt anyone cares. But I did go a little out of order on today's show, and you'll you'll see that later. But let's go with a player you love, Jamie. Who's the start of the week? Uh, you mentioned it, Mike Davis. Um, I mean, you know the the matchup is is amazing. Um, I was hoping we'd be done with Mike Davis that this would be Christian McCaffrey, but uh, as we all know, he's not going to play. So you know, you just look at what Detroit has been against the run. Um, just their last three weeks, five running backs have scored at least seventeen PPR points, nine touchdowns over those three games to running backs, nine total. And 21 catches to those uh, running backs in those three games. So Davis has been, like you said, Adam, you you mentioned it, uh, 11 and then three straight eights of of games, of production PPR in the games that McCaffrey missed. And it should be uh, one of the games like we saw in the first three when he averaged 24 PPR points per game (laughs) over that span, the first three starts he made without McCaffrey there. So I think it'll be close to that. He should be he should be fantastic. Okay, Heath, what do you got? Player you love? The, can I just say a team that I love? Yeah. But no, I mean I could say Ben Roethlisberger, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and this could be a fool me once, fool me twice type of situation. But I, I talked about earlier in the year, like a month ago, how it didn't look like the same Steelers under Ben Roethlisberger as offensive coordinator. Uh team because he was only throwing like 32 33 pass attempts per game and especially when they had a lead the the pass rate was way down the past two weeks they've played the cowboys and Bengals and thrown it over 40 times jacksonville's sneakily been kind of good most of the year against the run and pittsburgh is really struggling running the football jacksonville has no hope of stopping the steelers passing game they can do whatever they want so i am pretty excited about big ben and basically all of the Steelers pass catchers, I still have James Conner ranked as a top 12 running back. It feels kind of silly with what he's done over the last three weeks, but I'm just going to stick with him for one, kind of like the Michael Thomas situation. I'm just going to stick with him for one more week. I mentioned some running backs at the top of the show. That would be tough calls. And Connor, I forgot to mention, but you know, the last time I sat here and talked about how good Jacksonville's run defense was, they faced Joe Mixon. And he was struggling, and he went off for his by far best game. 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, plus a receiving touchdown. The way it's worked for Jacksonville, their first three games of the year, they had a good run defense. The second three games of the year, they had a terrible run defense. And their last three games of the year, no running back has had more than 46 rushing yards. No running backs averaged more than 3.75 yards per carry on a minimum of eight carries. It's good again. And here comes James <laughs> Conner, who's struggling more than maybe anyone. I mean, he's been horrible his last three games. Um, he's averaging like 
eight yards, 2.84 yards per carry his last three games. He's been really bad. And two of those games were against Dallas and Cincinnati. So first question, Mike Davis or James Conner? Mike Davis. Mike Davis. But you're getting now the, the could be a squeaky wheel game coming for James Conner because they're writing about the lack of a run game. They're asking Mike Tomlin about the struggles in the run game. And this could be the get right game for James Conner. So, um, which makes it, I don't know. And it, this is strange to say because it's Jacksonville, but I don't know if both aspects of the Steelers offense are going to be excellent. My hope is throw to score, run to win. So build your lead with the passing game. Like we've seen from the Steelers the last few weeks and then fourth quarter, just pound the ball with James Conner. So you're not benching any of these guys because you shouldn't. Now there are some cases with James Conner, like you just mentioned, Mike Davis would be one, but I wouldn't start the Damian Harris's, the Ahmed's, the Bellages of the world over James Conner. I think this is a week where he's going to reward you. Okay. And Ben Roethlisberger's top four for all three of our fantasy analysts. Let's go to players that we want to avoid. Jamie, who are we avoiding this week? Uh, I would avoid Tom Brady if you can. Um, you know, that's difficult to do because he's great, but this Rams defense is great. And, you know, we saw two weeks ago what it was like for Brady when he faced a tough defense with the Saints. So Jalen Rams is going to take away somebody. My guess is Mike Evans. And, you know, we'll see how Chris Godwin and um, Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski attack this defense and how Tom Brady attacks this defense. But I think the Rams defense is legit and I'm worried about Brady in the passing game. Okay, we're going to argue or just rankings dispute about Mike Evans and Cooper Cup. That game we'll preview tomorrow, but we'll have a 60 seconds rankings dispute about that game in a bit. Heath, who are you avoiding? I am trying to avoid the running backs for the Ravens and the Rams and the Broncos. Um, I think you can I, do that. I have faith in you. Thank you. Especially the the Rams situation. They're just not throwing to their running backs that much, and nobody now looks like they're going to get a big split of the carries, and they're facing the best run defense in football. Like You look at the Buccaneers giving up 3.3 yards per carry, and even that doesn't tell you how good they've been. It's like 3.08 against running backs this season. And Malcolm Brown has done the most in the passing game in terms of targets and catches, but Daryl Henderson's been like twice as good as him on a per-catch basis, actually has more receiving yards so, like Henderson and Brown are flexish, but I would like to avoid all of those situations. Cool. So the players we love, Mike Davis is the start of the week. The, we like the Steelers a lot this week. Jamie has Tom Brady fourteenth. Heath has him tenth. Jameis Winston and Tom Brady are very close in the rankings. Jamie has Jameis ahead. Heath has Jameis one spot one spot behind Tom Brady. And Heath is avoiding the Baltimore. Los Angeles Rams and Denver running backs. Jamie, you second that Baltimore Rams. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, Rado. We don't like you committees. All right. News and notes. Drew Locke mispractice. Stafford mispractice. Bridgewater mispractice. So I mentioned those three could come down to Sunday. Bridgewater was limited. Okay. That's good. Um, Russell Okung, left tackle for Carolina. Not expected to play. Same with Carolina cornerback Dante Jackson. And their secondary hasn't been quite as good the last couple of weeks. Uh, a number of Raiders defensive players are on the reserve COVID list. And I wonder if that game is going to get moved off of primetime, like the last Raiders game, you know? Yeah, it might. I, th- I think, I, I don't know that we have clarification on this. I, I think they've only had two positives, right? Like these are all contact tracing guys. 
Yeah, yeah. I From think what I so. understand, I think so. Yeah. If Correct. that's the case, yep. then if they can get four or five negatives in a row, then they could still play in that game. If they have more positives come in, I think you're probably right about them moving off primetime. Right. Well, I don't think is it a good thing or a bad thing to have like half of your starting defense not practicing the week you're about to play. Patrick well, Mahomes. I mean, we love it from fantasy from a fantasy perspective. I mean, <laughs> you know, not that you're benching the Chiefs with, you know, they could throw the 85 Bears out there. You're still going to start yeah. Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, but it'd probably be a good thing for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Cleveland right tackle Jack Conklin is on the reserve COVID list, but this is a contact tracing one? Yes. Right, so he could come back. A couple of big injuries for the Dolphins as they face Denver. I don't think it's going to matter because we want to avoid the Denver backfield but one's not an injury but Christian Wilkins defensive tackle he's still on the reserve COVID list for now and Kyle Van Noy linebacker he missed practice Matt Breida practiced in full all right so if we look at that game that's one of the last games we're previewing Denver Miami Matt Breida practiced in full maybe Troy Main Pope who played zero snaps will be more involved this week zero offensive snaps he played special teams okay <laughs> thank you zero offensive snaps when you look at Ahmed and Balaj, do you expect 15-plus carries from them? Yes. I mean, the Dolphins' track record has been to feature a guy, aside from the first game without Gaskin. You know, so you saw last week with Ahmed, he had the most, uh, played the most snaps of any Dolphins running back this season. So that kind of tells you where they're at with him. And in terms of Balazs, I think if Pulp is going to play, he's going to cut into Joshua Kelly at this point. I mean, why would you mess with what's been working? Yeah. Okay. And, like, it's... Troy Man Pope's got like a three or four year career, and that one game where he got eleven touches is the clear outlier. <laughs> Every other game, he's just been a blocker or a special teams player. So I don't think we should worry too much about him. James Robinson was limited with a shoulder injury. He'll face Pittsburgh this week. Duke Johnson mispracticed with an illness, non-COVID, so he should be okay for New England. Noah Fant mispracticed with a rib injury. Uh, Tennessee's got two two starting offensive linemen. Center Ben Jones, left guard Roger Saffold, who uh, missed practice Wednesday. They were both in and out of the game last week. They're at Baltimore this week. Pittsburgh could finally be getting cornerback Mike Hilton back, and that should help. And Baltimore's, you know, look, you're going to start Derrick Henry no matter what, but your expectations might change depending on Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. Both of those guys are going to be questionable. Baltimore will get linebacker LJ Fort back this week, and Stefan Gilmore may play this week. And I'm just going to read a few players who were question who are limited in practice on Wednesday, and you tell me if any of them are in jeopardy of missing the game. Damian Harris, Jerry Judy, Alvin Kamara, TJ Hawkinson, and Brashad Perryman. I'd always be concerned with Perryman just because he's missed time throughout his career when he's been hurt. Um, but the rest I expect to play. Groovy. All right, Jamie, real quick here. You also, did you say Noah Fant? Yes, I did. Okay. He missed practice. Yep. So real quick, Jamie, um, I wanted to de- dedicate more time with this, but probably don't have it. But your guillotine league, which is something that I will do next next year for sure. They seem so fun. Yep. What happened in your guillotine league in week 10? So I, I won't say the names, but it's an, it's an analyst league um, that I'm in. And uh, one of the managers two weeks ago, set the record for most points. It's a two-year league that we're in with just the most ridiculous game I think anybody may have ever seen. Uh, he has he had on his team uh, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Tyree Kill, uh, DK Metcalf. Um, I forget all, the entire list of names, but you get the point. It was uh, A.J. Brown, just an entirely stacked, stacked, stacked team. 
And the commissioner of the league said, I don't know who's going to beat this guy because he's on fire. Well, next week rolls around, week 10. He leaves McCaffrey and Tyree Kill in his lineup. I don't know if he forgot. Or oh, no, I didn't even realize that. Team is so good. Well, then DK Metcalf was bad. AJ Brown was bad. Dalvin Cook wasn't Superman. Um, and he had the low score and he lost. <laughs> so he got chopped. Um, and all so those players are available now. Note, note to, uh, to fantasy managers. However good your team is, make sure you set your lineup. <laughs> yeah, but now, but also in this guillotine league, almost everyone was out of fab money. And yes, so there's two. There's two. All these players so are available. Every week somebody gets chopped, so we're down to seven managers left. I'm luckily one of the seven, um, and uh, I have no money left. My my last big uh, purchase was um, uh, James Conner, <laughs> for uh, you know right before he decided to get bad, um, but. Uh, there's two fantasy managers with with money left, and one had four hundred and seventy dollars, I think, of a thousand dollars left, and the other one had twenty eight, and then everybody else was at zero. But the the manager with four seventy also has a stacked roster. So, like, I know that that person I'm sure is dropping DJ Dallas. I saw that was on his roster, but he's gonna have to make some tough calls as well if he wanted to pick up all these guys. Which he could. He could have had everybody. He could have had the entire. He could have switched teams yeah. <laughs> if he wanted to, and nobody else could do anything. So I'm curious to see because. After the, I didn't look yet because the waivers ran last night, but Thursday at two o'clock it opens again for uh, first come first serve. So I'm I'm hoping there's at least one or two guys that can help my roster. Up. All right, everybody. One thing we can help you out with for sure is your wardrobe. All right, it's time for you to look better. Let's get some express clothing in your life, and let's get you a nice discount twenty five bucks off your fifty dollar purchase. Text keyword uh, football. Text football to 397737. Again, you're going to t- send a text message to 397737, text the word football there, and get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. This sweater, Express. Coming today, two ties. Already got my dress socks over the weekend. I got a winter jacket coming. I got some button-down shirts coming. I got some awesome stuff. Express is incredible. The prices are just phenomenal. I mean, you could, I've got... I mean, I'm not going to say how much money I spent, but it wasn't a lot for like over 10 items. All right, we're talking less than 50 bucks an item. Just great stuff. You're going to be very surprised at how affordable it is and how much you're going to love the stuff. It's really unique, unique styles. They're, they fit everyone. They're comfortable. They're for all t- different types of body types. Make sure you're checking out the Lux Comfort Knit Collection. Sharp details, soft fabrics like wearing your favorite sweats. In fact, one of the items that will be delivered today is from the Lux Comfort Knit Collection. But yeah, whether you want some casual stuff, or you want some jeans, uh, some accessories, you know, maybe some socks. Uh, there's like cologne, things like that. There's stuff for women as well. Um, or if you want to get fancy, I got a blazer coming as well. You know, a lot of different things on Express. Check it out. And make sure you are using that code, text FOOTBALL to 397737 to get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. Again, text FOOTBALL to 397737 and get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase at Express. You are going to love it. So, okay, real quick. Yeah. Um, so we did this thing for Express on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we did a Zoom chat for some invited guests and members of Express. It was myself, Heath, and Dave, and Dalvin Cook joined us. Um, so it was really cool to, you know, hear his thoughts on. Um, I was trying to get the game plan out of him. You know, I was going to say, Dalvin, you know, tell us Kirk Cousins throwing the ball forty times. Uh, but obviously, you know, he wasn't going to share that with us. But um, 
the funny part of this is, so they give us express does, um, you know, Hey, here are some of the talking points for what we need. So right before we sit down, you know, and, and I was hosting this and kind of flying blind myself. Well, Heath had no idea what we were going to talk about when we sat down. So Heath is all dressed up. Great express clothes. I was wearing my express clothes, Dave as well. And I said to Heath, I go, all right, Hey, I'm going to ask you what, what you're wearing. And the look of panic on Heath's face because he didn't know exactly what he was wearing. Like, he knows he's wearing a blazer and a nice dress shirt and all that stuff. But like, I'm going to say, you know, Hey, talk about like exactly what you what you <laughs> and the look of panic on his face oh he <laughs> was yeah. like uh a, a shirt <laughs> <laughs> you, you know um it's 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 good to be prepared in life yeah and uh i, I was not prepared in that moment <laughs> never a good feeling when you're about to go live now again to go back to make sure you set your lineup we did get an email saying here are the talking points that was sent to all of us yeah yeah, I, I mean, I, I wasn't in part, I wasn't invited, but I would have read the email. I know that. That's for sure. No, and, and Dave was funny. Like, you know how you're sitting there at home for the people at, on, on the YouTube channel that can see you. So Dave was at home. Heath and I were in studio. And so I go, Dave, what are you wearing? And he goes, oh, I got this great, um, this po- polo. And it's clearly long sleeve. He goes, and it's long sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Dave doing that. <laughs> that's great all right here we go we put the 60 in 60 second here guys like let's let's adhere to the to the rules i'll give you i'll give you some leeway 60 second ranking disputes here we go ryan Tannehill, 21st for jamie 13th for for heath at baltimore heath kick it off with Tannehill. feels like this might be one where i end up moving him to like in between these two after this conversation but <laughs> i do think this is a game where Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball 30 plus times generally over the past two years when he's had to do that he has given us good fantasy production the ravens defense is obviously very good they're also pretty beat up up front and i think there's going to be an opportunity for him to sit in the pocket a little more than you normally would against baltimore um but I also have a hard time looking at the guys ranked in the teens of guys that I want to put ahead of them. There's there's a bunch of quarterbacks in that range. But once I get past Jameis Winston, there aren't a lot that I actually want to rank as starters. Okay, Jamie, you're lower. You got Tannehill 21st. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll say the same thing I've been saying for the last month. Since they lost Taylor Lewan, his numbers have been you know trending in the wrong direction. Um, I will actually move him up if Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams play, more so Brandon Williams, because... You can run on the Ravens when Brandon Williams is not there. That's been the track record over the last couple of seasons. So I think this is actually a good game for Derrick Henry if Brandon Williams does not play. And they beat the Ravens relatively easy in the playoffs last year with Ryan Tannehill getting a whopping 88 passing yards and two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have a big game because I can't trust him until I see A, a better opponent in terms of favorable opponent, and B, seeing him manage a good game, great game essentially, uh, with his offensive line being what it is. I have to check. I don't know if Roger Saffold's injury status is as well because he was in and out of the lineup last Thursday. Yeah, no, I mentioned... Saffold and Luan, he's in trouble. And their center, Ben Jones. They've got three... Luan's out. The other two were both in and out on Sunday. Called him questionable for the week. Uh, we go to the... Um, what's that? It was last Thursday. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Cup and Mike Evans. Let's go to that Rams and uh, Bucks game here. And Jamie's got Cup and Evans around you know, 27th to 30th in PPR. Heath has them both, Cup and Evans, uh, top 17. So, Heath, I'll let you kick it off. Are you just expecting more offense in this game or just these two players specifically? What are you thinking? The, Ram- the Rams have had a couple games this year 
most of the year they've just been run heavy, run heavy, run heavy. They they're not going to be able to run with any success at all against Tampa Bay. I think this will have to be a higher pass volume. And a lot was made of Josh Reynolds leading the Rams receivers in targets last week, but it was just two weeks ago that Cooper Cup had 21 targets in a game, and he has been most of the season their target leader at least especially in the second half. So I got him projected for nine targets in a game where I think Goff has to throw more passes than he has this year. And I just don't buy the fact that he's not going to score touchdowns this year after what he's done the past couple of seasons. So I've probably got him at a better chance for a touchdown than Dave and Jamie do. Okay. What about Evans? This is one, and I thought about it at the beginning of the week. I'm just not certain that Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. If he does, like if we could get some confirmation on that, then I would definitely have him lower. I just, I, I don't know that it's any more likely that he shadows Evans than Brown. And if, if there's compelling evidence that he is, I, I will lower him. Jamie Cup and Evans. I like Cup. I don't think, uh, first off, I don't think Jared Goff was throwing more than 61 times. That was the game that he had the most pass attempts. So I'm going to take the under on that. Um, I think you're going to see a situation where, Cup is is the best Rams receiver, and I would like to have him higher. It's a great week for wide receiver, so uh, it's he's a start. You know, and, and I'll say this time and time again: we got to stop with twenty four as the number of where we're talking about starting wide receivers. It, it, there's just too many good guys. Um, so Cup is a, is a good start. You know, if you want to have him 17, 24, you know, keep him in your lineup, whatever the the the, the case may be. Um, I do think it's going to be a bad game for Robert Woods. I think Carlton Davis, if he's going to you know see somebody the most, he's going to see Robert Woods the most. Um, for Evans, I do think it's going to be that's where Ramsey lines up. You've seen Tom Brady's best games have been when Evans has been playing well. And so this is going to be a game where I think Ramsey takes away their most physical big receiver. And that's, I think, going to be the most uh, where he spends his time, which is on, on Mike Evans. So when we've seen Evans have some bad games, it's been with some tough coverage. So this is the typical receiver that Ramsey takes away. And finally, uh, Mike Kosicki. It's not even a good matchup, Heath. You got Gasicki 10th, <laughs> and Jamie's got him 20th. What's going on, Heath? Mike Gasicki at Denver. Um, like there's five good tight ends. <laughs> and Gasicki is targeted downfield more than any of the other guys. And I don't know that it's necessarily a bad matchup. He's more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end now with Preston Williams gone, and he kind of was before the season. Um, but I don't. Like, I don't want to say that I think Mike Kosicki is definitely going to be good. I just don't think any other guys are going to be any good. Okay. Then we I won't. like his downfield big playability. Okay. Well, Jamie's got him 20th. We don't really need to get too far into that. Got some more stats coming up for you. Here's an Azer stat. DJ Chark, he's on pace for, ready for this, 74 catches, 986 yards, and eight touchdowns on 116 targets. Last year, he had... 73 catches, 1,008 yards, and eight touchdowns on 118 targets. Two more targets, one fewer catch, about 20 more yards, and the same amount of touchdowns. Basically on pace for the same numbers. However, last year was 15 games. This is his 16-game pace. So that was really just a, hey, this is kind of fun kind of stat. Uh, His next three games, next four games, including this week, are against teams that rank 25th or worse against wide receivers. That's DJ Chark. Starter sit Chark this week against Pittsburgh. They've obviously been bad against wide receivers. So I don't think he's a must sit, but I also don't think he's a must start. You know, there's, he could have had a big play last week against the Packers and Jake Luton, you know, ball probably hung up in the wind, but he, I don't know the corner he was playing, but the Packers corners were banged up. 
and he had uh, several steps on the guy and, and the ball just hung up in the air and he had to try to come back for it and he didn't, didn't get it. But um, I think if he's, uh, if he's on your team and you start three receivers, he's probably going to be in your lineup. If you start two receivers, he's probably not. Cool. Mike Evans or DJ Chark? Evans. Evans. Carlos Hyde or Chark? I'd go Hyde and non-PPR, Chark and PPR. I would go Hyde and both. Okay. Let's hear from our good buddy Jacob Gibbs. Get some good stats here, some advanced stats to help you out a little bit with maybe some DFS, maybe some player props, or maybe just your lineups uh, here in Week 11. What's up, FFT? This is Sportsline Fantasy Analyst Jacob Gibbs, and I'm back with three more advanced stats for you heading into Week 11. Stat number one is for the Thursday night game. The Arizona Cardinals use man coverage at the fourth highest rate in the NFL. Russell Wilson has averaged just 6.6 yards per attempt on a 59% completion rate versus man coverage this season, both of which rank 20th in the NFL. He threw for a lot of yards in a shootout against Arizona earlier this year, but he also threw three picks and had his second lowest completion percentage of the season in that game. Russ averaged 205 yards passing and threw for just two touchdowns in two games against Arizona in 2019. DK Metcalf leads the NFL in yardage against press coverage, and as discussed with Stefan Diggs in last week's episode, the Cardinals play a lot of it. However, in two career games against Patrick Peterson, Metcalf has a total of just three catches for 29 yards. Stat number two. Jacoby Myers has a 40% target share in each of his past three games. He's the only player in the NFL who has reached that rate in three consecutive games this season. In fact, Devontae Adams is the only other player who has at least three games with a target share above 40%. Myers leads the NFL in games with a 40% target share, and he's only started four games this season. That's absolutely insane. Over the past month, 61% of New England's air yards have gone to Myers. For reference as to just how high that is, the league leader has a 41% rate. A wide receiver has seen a 50% target share in just three games this season. Two of those three games came against the Houston Texans, which is who Jacoby Myers plays in Week 11. Stat number three, the Detroit Lions use both man and press coverage at the second highest rate in the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater has the league's highest completion rate against man coverage. He ranks 20th in pass rating versus zone, but is second versus man. Only three receivers have more yards versus man than Robbie Anderson. He's been targeted on 34% of his routes run versus man, as opposed to just 22% versus zone. Anderson also has six more targets and 41 more receiving yards against press coverage than DJ Moore, even though Moore has run 81 more routes versus press coverage than Robbie Anderson. Anderson's yards per route run has risen from 1.9 when not pressed to 2.8 when pressed. That's a 46% difference. That's huge. The Teddy B to Robbie A connection definitely should get back on track in this spot. That's all for week 11. Thanks for letting me share my stats with you today. If you liked them, give me a follow on Twitter at jgibbs underscore 23. I'll be tweeting out nerdy stats all week long. Thanks a lot, Jacob. Good stuff there. Um, to sum it up, Russell Wilson, not nearly as good against man coverage as zone, and Arizona plays a lot of man. Jacoby Myers, now you're going to start Russell Wilson. Jacoby Myers, though, he's the only player in the NFL to reach a 40% target share in three straight games this season, and there have been three games this year where a player's had a 50% target share. Two of them have been against Houston, so you can probably expect a ton of targets for Jacoby Myers against Houston this week. And uh, if Teddy Bridgewater plays... He's much better against man coverage. Detroit uses a lot of man coverage, and Robbie Anderson a lot better against man coverage. So hopefully Robbie Anderson can get back on track. Jacob's the best in the business. Give him a follow on Twitter, and we've got a, a whole episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5 Saturday morning with Jacob Gibbs. Check that out. Getting into the games a little bit more here. Time for the start-o-meter. The last three games will preview our Tennessee-Baltimore, Miami-Denver, and the Chargers and the Jets. Uh, how about Corey Davis on the start-o-meter? Five. Six. Three. Okay, six for he, three for Jamie. How about Marquise Brown? 
Uh, one. So you're starting Corey Davis over Marquise Brown? I am. I'm not. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews? Uh, Nine. How about Lamar Jackson? I can't skip him. Uh, eight. Nine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, it, well, man, it probably eight's probably better. I would start Ben over Lamar, but that's the only guy that's not like an elite, super elite quarterback that I'd start over Lamar. Are you putting Herbert in the super elite category yet? I have Lamar ahead of Herbert. All right, I'll take Herbert over Lamar. Miami, Denver. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Four. Three. Okay, how about... Well, we'll get to we'll save the running backs for just one well, second. Wait, where do you have Parker? Because if you have Gasecki that high, you better you need to have a good game. <laughs> He's 17th. Like, I don't know. What's, what's that supposed to be? I, like, that's that's a 20 fantasy point game. There's only two guys he throws to. No, you're talking about Tua's 17th, not Parker. Right. Okay. So, uh, Devontae Parker, start start meter Seven. Yeah. Jakeem Grant. Uh, what I say for Davis? Three, like a three, yeah, yeah, yeah two or three. Would you start? I'd start Davis. I'd start Grant over Davis. Okay. Would you start Jakeem Grant or Corey Davis over Jerry Judy? I would start Davis over Judy. I would start Judy over both. How about Tim Patrick? I start Patrick over both. I'd start Patrick over Judy. Really? Why? Xavier I've- Howard. What's that? Xavier Howard? Yeah. Gotcha. Howard's going to spend more time on Patrick than he will Judy. Really? But, well, I mean, Judy spends more time in the slot than Patrick does. Okay. But what percentage of the time is Judy in the slot? Oh, not much, but he's, okay. he's in there more than <laughs> Patrick is. <laughs> um, well, so, I mean, well, then that makes me think he might spend more time on Jerry Judy if he's not in the slot much and they're both playing outside a lot. I don't know. Uh, they have two good cornerbacks. I don't like way. either one. I try to avoid the Broncos guys, but I start them over the other guys you mentioned. How about Noah Fant if he plays? Five. Uh, yeah, it's time to move on from Noah Fant. Chargers and Jets. Justin Herbert. This could this could be the only game that he's played in like the last six weeks where they're not giving up twenty nine points. This will oh, be. Don't be surprised. <laughs> no, no, no. Like they can't. They can't. <laughs> You would have said the same thing about the Patriots, though, two weeks ago, right? I guess so, but the Jets are averaging 13 points per game. They're the worst offense in football. But you got to go based on the one-game sample size, right? Of what, Flacco? Flacco. No, he's played three games. Uh, Okay. Anyway, Herbert, 10? Yeah. Nine. Eight. Eight. Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams this week. I think he's a six. Three or four. Hunter Henry. Five. I'm just saying five on all tight ends that aren't Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Uh, I'll say seven. The Jets have struggled with tight ends. I think you said eight on Mark Andrews, Heath. So, you know. Five. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael P. Ryan. I like P. Ryan this week. Uh, six. Five. That was almost exactly. Did you do that on purpose, Jamie? What? You basically said the exact same sentence twice in a row, except you substituted Mike Williams for for P. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Jameson Crowder. <laughs> I like Crowder this week. Six? Nine. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay, how about Perryman? Uh, eight in 
non-PPR, nine in PPR. Perryman, if he plays? No. No. Five. Five. Okay, everyone's no, a five. get Hayward. That's, that's bad for him. Kalen Balazs and Savan Ahmed. Must start, guys? Balazs is for sure in both formats. <laughs> Ahmed, I would say, is for sure, but better in non-PPR than PPR. Yeah, I'd say Balazs is an eight in both. Seven or eight in both. Ahmed, a six in non, a five in PPR. Okay, let's talk about the players that we haven't discussed yet as we look at the seven AFC home games, sort of AFC home games, on today's show. New England at Houston. Stat of the game, number one. Every quarterback has scored 23 or more fantasy points against Houston except for three. Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, and Baker Mayfield. And those three have something in common. They're the only ones with fewer than 32 passes. They all threw 20 to 24 passes. So what does that mean for Cam Newton? He's probably not going to throw 30 passes. Uh, is Cam Newton a start at Houston? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I've got him ninth. I'd start him over Tom Brady. Yep. Would you start him over Jameis Winston? I yep. would. How about... The only way I would not, and we're never going to know this, is if Sean Payton said, Taysom Mill's not touching the ball. Oh, you mean, okay. If, if, right. Okay, so Cam Newton's a top 10 guy. Um, stat of the game number two. A running back has scored 15 or more PPR fantasy points against Houston in eight of nine games. Seven running backs have rushed for 99 or more yards against the Texans. So we just talked about Savan Ahmed and Kalen Balaj. Would you take Damian Harris over them? Why couldn't James Robinson just get one more yard? Make it easy. Why? Oh, he had 100? He had 99? Yeah. He actually had the only bad game in his first game against Houston. Yes. The only uh, running back who didn't. I would start Damien Harris over those guys in non PPR. I would start Harris over Ahmed in PPR. Yeah, I've got Harris and Ahmed in PPR almost exactly the same. I mean, Ahmed at least might catch one pass. Um, but I think Harris will be better for sure in non. If I had a PPR flex spot and I had Jacoby Myers and I had all three of those running backs, Ahmed, Balaj, and Damian Harris, who would I start? Balaj. I would start Balush. Okay. Jacoby Myers, I'm surprised he's not higher in your rankings, guys. He's 62% rostered. Last I checked, I'll look at the updated ones, but as of yesterday, he was just outside the top 30. Uh, why? It's a good week for wide receivers, and he's just not scoring touchdowns. You can't count on him throwing a touchdown. He's not going to be as great as he was against the Jets because I don't think they're going to be chasing points um, or you know, to the level that they were against the Jets, which was a surprise. I think he's going to be kind of what he's been, you know, which is, you know, somewhere between six to eight targets. He'll probably have an opportunity to be, you know, six for 70, you know, that type of game. He hasn't scored. He hasn't caught a touchdown in his career. Well, he he should so, have. He was wide open in the end zone. I, I think the, the biggest reason, Adam, was the first thing you said when talking about Cam Newton. He's probably not going to throw 30 passes. Yeah. <clears throat> Except Jacoby Myers, um, a wise man once told me that he has a 40% target share of three straight games. Jacob Gibbs. Okay, well, listen, he's a start. I, whether he's in the top 30 or not, right. he's a start, right? He's, he's a borderline starter in non-PPR. He should be considered a starter in a three-receiver PPR league for sure. Yeah, and Dave actually moved him to 27th in PPR. Uh, Deshaun Watson is top eight for everybody. And he's you know he's starting to rush a little bit more. He's got 25, 26, 38, 50, and 36 rushing guards in his last five games, so you're going to start him. Um, it's kind of weird. The Patriots see the fewest pass attempts per game in the NFL. 
So will the Texans be able to run on them? I think Duke Johnson is really interesting this week, and you guys are not super high on him. I thought he'd be in your top 20. As of yesterday afternoon, he wasn't. Again, I'll check the updated rankings, but... He is 19th in PPR. Oh, okay. He got up to 19th. Okay. Yeah, throwing the ball. I mean, last week was ridiculous. What happened? <laughs> yeah, no catches, 14 carries. Especially in the bad yards. weather. Like, it was just, a, you know, should have been a better game for him. The, the positive of that game, while it was terrible, they didn't throw in the ball and <clears throat> egregious. Um, there, I don't think there was another running back that touched the ball. There's, there wasn't another running back that had a carry. No. So that's... That's the good news. Yeah, I think, you know, for me at least, um, I would still start the the replacement guys this week over him because I think there's a higher ceiling for those guys. But if you have Duke Johnson, you picked him up last week, I'd, I'd be more encouraged about it. Just make sure he plays. You know, the fact that he had an illness we, with today's environment, you just never know. Right. That's what he missed practice for. Right. We've seen, what was it, Marcus Peters had an illness that wasn't COVID and then it was COVID. I think it was Marcus Peters. So you never know, but keep an eye on him. So with that said, would you start Duke Johnson or a Thursday night guy? I would start Carlos Hyde over him, even if you told me Duke Johnson was healthy, because I think there's a higher ceiling for him. Um, and I can certainly see Kenyon Drake in non-PPR and Chase Edmonds in PPR. You know, So if you want to be safe, for me, they're all in the same range. Okay. If you guaranteed me he was, if he was fine today and a full participant in practice, I would start him over all of them in full PPR. In non-PPR, I'd prefer Hyde and Drake. This is a much better week for running back than last week, isn't it? Much. It's a much better week for everything because look at the four teams that are on a bye. Right. Giants, B- Bills, Giants, Bears, and who's the fourth? 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I mean, what? The two best players are Diggs and Allen, right? Yeah. They're missing. And, well, excuse What? What are you talking about? Oh, hold go on. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to find the, uh, the drop. I thought you were going to say David Montgomery. Um, okay, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, last week we had the Falcons and the Chiefs, right? So, much better week. Okay, um, Houston wide receivers. Start them both? What do you think? Gilmore could be back. Obviously, you got Jackson playing great with an interception in five straight games. How do we feel about Cooks and Fuller? Start them. Yeah, you go right back to him. I actually like Cooks slightly better than Fuller, um, but both guys should be fantastic. Better than Jacoby Myers? Yes. Better than Jacoby Myers. Okay. And the Patriots DST is a sit for Dave and Heath, for Jamie and Heath, and a start right now for Dave. He's got him eighth. Um, well, you won't hear from Dave on the show. Sorry. Detroit's at Carolina. Carolina is, as of yesterday, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They've lost five in a row. And one thing that's hurt them, that's hurt Mike Davis, that's hurt Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore at times, they've been really bad in type of possession lately. In three of their last five games, they've had the ball for like 25 minutes or less, or like 25, 15, something like that, 25 minutes, 15 seconds or less. So that's just weird. And it's hurting their stats, obviously. Hopefully that that can change. If both quarterbacks play, who do you like better, Stafford or Bridgewater? Stafford. Stafford. Okay, is Stafford a must-start at this point? He's got 276 or more yards in three of his last four. Two of his last three, he's got three touchdown passes. What do you think? Can you be a must-start if Jameis Winston's ranked ahead of you? <laughs> no. Okay, so I don't think I, he's a start. He's a top twelve quarterback for me, but he's behind Ben and Cam and Winston, so I wouldn't call him a must-start. Okay, and I think Jamie, I would you got say 11th. Stafford is a starter, but I agree with you. Okay, Stafford eleventh for Jamie and twelfth for Heath and sixteenth for Dave. Are we liking or loving DeAndre Swift this week? Love. 
I like him a lot. <laughs> okay, he's a start. Any waiver wire guys over him? What what about like what if Geo is the starter? Mike da- Mike Davis, DeAndre Swift. I'd start Davis over Swift. I would start Swift over a lot of running backs this week. He's I think top seven for me. Yeah, seventh. Heath's got him thirteenth in PPR, twentieth in non PPR. Heath, no respect. I, I mean. It's not no respect. You just said it was a good week for running backs. He's a start. Yeah. No, it's just got a lot of good running backs ahead of him. I'm surprised you have Ronald Jones ahead of DeAndre Swift. What? In non-PPR. Oh, like they, non. they both just had their breakout game, and Jones was better. And who does Swift get this week? He faces Carolina. And who did Jones just play? He faced Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, okay, especially because you're the one who, above every above everyone else, you're the one who trusts Bruce Arians the least when it comes to running backs. I don't have a great degree of trust in Matt Patricia. Oh, it's really because I think at this point it's clear. I don't like Peterson had four carries last week. They there was a report that they went and told Peterson right. like your role is changing. Yeah. All right. All right. Heath. It's cool. It's cool. Cool, we call it a shot. That's cool. This is a fun manufactured controversy. <laughs> Detroit wide receivers. All right, give me give me the breakdown on Detroit wide receivers with with I, I guess like all of them being questionable right now. You start Kenny Galladay if he plays. I'd rather not start anybody else, regardless. Uh, yes, if Galladay is out, Jones is in that top thirty wide receiver range. If Jones is in, like he didn't practice yesterday. Jones is in. Really? So you wouldn't be excited about Marvin Jones if Kenny Galladay were out? I think he's a very good start. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, again, there's just such such a good week for wide receivers. So I'd start him over Evans, for example. I wouldn't start him over Cup. Okay. And uh, I, I guess that's it. Oh, Hawkinson. I know he had a bad game last week, but you got to go right back to TJ Hawkinson. Carolina, they've faced a lot of good tight ends, but they are 19th against tight ends. Uh, Jeremy Chen's playing really well. Just keep that in mind. You know, yeah. he's, he's been really good. Right. In fact, look, I'm not saying he was going to stop Travis Kelsey. Kelsey had 10 catches for 159 yards. Jeremy Chin did not play in did that game. He played game. that game. Right. Bridgewater. What's that? Did Chin didn't play. No, that he game. did not. Right. No. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, is he a start if he plays? Uh, I'd start him over Tannehill, um, but I wouldn't start him over Winston. I definitely wouldn't start him over Winston. I've got Stafford 12th, and I wouldn't start him over Stafford, so I guess that's not a start, but he'd be a fine streamer. How about like Tua, Tagovailoa, or Teddy Bridgewater? I'd start Teddy. I mean, there's enough body of work where Teddy's shown you that he's a better fantasy quarterback at this point. Yeah, I'd start him over Burrow, too. All right, Mike Davis, we already talked about. It's just the the matchup's just so good. The Lions giving up the most, not only the most fantasy points to running backs, but the most receiving yards per game to running backs as well. So the most total touchdowns to running backs too. 13 yeah. rushing, 18 please, total. Please, Mike Davis. Please. One more time. <laughs> one more time. Come on through. Uh Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore this week. Who would you rather start? I think at this point you just have to go with the PPR is Anderson, non-PPR is Moore. And again, top 30 wide receivers. You know, so this they're they're in that starting group. You know, and Adam, like we talked about on, on Tuesday on Twitch, like at this point, you just have to know that Robbie Anderson is the type of wide, excuse me, DJ, well, I guess both of them, both of them are the type of wide receivers that they're going to have a down game. They're going to have a great game, you know? So, you know, unless you just have something that's overwhelmingly convincing in your lineup that you're going to take those guys out, I think you just got to play them every week. Yeah. 
Stardom. Okay. And Robbie Anderson, and this might be the third time I'm giving this stat this week, but I just find it amazing. He has the fourth most targets among wide receivers, the fourth most catches, the fifth most yards, and he has one touchdown. So He's become DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. That's what DJ Moore was. <laughs> yeah. Moore, by the way, only has three red zone targets this year. Who leads the Panthers in red zone targets and green zone targets? Curtis Samuel. Mike Davis. Ten red zone targets, five inside the ten. That would be the green zone. Okay, I think that's pretty much it here. Oh, oh yeah, Curtis Samuel. How do you feel about him? Flex. Uh, I mean, the, here's the thing that troubles me about Mike Davis as the start of the week. They're going to give him carries. He's going to get an opportunity to take on this bad run defense. So I think Curtis Samuel is a flex. I, I hope he doesn't burn us like he did last week, but that was a much different animal, uh, the defense that he's facing. This defense not as tough. So Curtis Samuel can clearly come back and deliver a strong performance. Yeah, going into last week, we were a little worried that Curtis Samuel had started to become the red zone guy. But last week, Mike Davis was definitely in there near the end zone, inside the red zone. And that's what you want to see. Detroit's DST, they're borderline top 12. And uh, yeah, I don't think people are going to be too enthused to start them, but you could do worse. Pittsburgh's at Jacksonville. So I think we've more or less covered the... Well, we covered one of the stats of the game, and that is the Jaguars' run defense. They've been really good in six of nine games, basically. Uh, but we're still starting James Conner. We're confident in him, but DeAndre Swift ahead of Conner? Uh, for me, yes. I think I have Conner ranked higher, but I may just move Conner down, so... Okay. I, I don't know what to think about... Yeah, I don't really know what to think about James Conner, because I'm not even certain... If, like what Jamie said, throw to score, run to win, I'm not even certain he's going to get all the fourth quarter carries if it's a two or three score game. One thing I I'm learned gonna, a few I'm weeks ago lower James Conner. Talking to some Steelers and Steel, Bryant McFadden and Dave Damashek, one a Steelers fan, one a former Steeler, both Steelers fans, I assume. Uh, the Steelers have a bad history, and a lot of people probably know this, I didn't. They have a really bad history of uh, being heavy, heavy road favorites. And it was against the Cowboys. We did the Twitch home team watch party uh, presented by Lowe's. And this is a Mike Tomlin thing. They just really stink when they're major favorites on the road. So I actually don't know the spread of this game, but I assume they're big favorites. And uh, maybe Jacksonville can keep it close. The other stat of the game, in the last six games, now just keep a running tally on this stat, 11 wide receivers have 84 yards or a touchdown against the Jaguars. So that's why all of the Steelers wide receivers... About to be 14. <laughs> are good starts this week. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger's top five. So not concerned about the pass attempts. And Heath, you laid it out earlier. It is worth noting, though, that that Dallas game was was very close. But last week's wasn't. So... Uh, he's just he, he's, he's on fire right now. I mean, you know, you just got to hope that that stays the case. Um, so, you know, look... Is Jacksonville going to put up a fight? I'm sure for the you know first half, they'll be competitive. Um, Jake Luton will make some throws that will say, wow, why did we not expect this to DJ Chark or to Keelan Cole? Or... And look, for give the Jaguars credit. They gave the Packers all they could handle last week in Lambeau. Um, punt return you know, was a part of that. You know, The game was, was competitive, and Rodgers had to throw against them. So I, I can't get away from Ben Roethlisberger right now. Uh, how would you rank the wide receivers? How, and how would you rank Chark with them? Chark's behind all of them. Um, start all of the Steelers wide receivers. Uh, for me, it's Juju, Claypool, Deontay, and 
non-PPR, Juju, Deontay, Claypool in PPR. Same. Okay. Eric Ebron, starter sit. Again, he's got such a great matchup. You know, last week was the first game in three, in four, excuse me, that he didn't get you 11 or more PPR points. They're terrible against tight ends. I mean, they're absolutely terrible against tight ends. You know, so this is the problem. And this is, we're going to have this the rest of the season. All four guys are not going to play great. The three receivers and eight Ebron are not going to all play great. So which one's going to be the one that lets you down? I wish I had an answer for you. I'm sorry, but you got to start Ebron still. Five. <laughs> Would you start an Eagles tight end over Eric Ebron? No. Well, not, no. Not this week, but hopefully eventually Ertz will become that guy again. I, ho- I really hope that Ertz comes back and finishes strong because he's got contract on the line. He's been so good for fantasy players. He's been so good for the Eagles. They're probably going to move on from him, but I'd love to see him have a strong finish, which would be great for us. Would you start Eric Ebron or Hunter Henry? Henry. Five. <laughs> Henry's got a great matchup too. You, you have know, to so, pick one, Heath. Uh, Heath had a great call last week that Henry would would you know play well against the Dolphins. He finally scored. You know maybe now he gets on a roll. The Jets no, I back. start Henry. Okay, uh, sit Jake Luton. Let's talk about James Robinson here. So mentioned this on yesterday's show. He's had a really easy schedule this year. Not He's, easy. Cake. Yeah, yeah he, like he definitely. I, I get what I know what you're going to say, but we're ten weeks into the season the guy's averaging like a hundred yards a game. Yeah, You're no, you probably James didn't Robinson. know what I was going to say. What's that? I, I, you didn't know what I was going to say. Well, like we're, we're doing a show about whether we're starting or sitting <laughs> guys. And you want to have a conversation about James Robinson. I don't believe there's a conversation to have. I was just going to ask, what do you think his favorite movie is? That's all. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I could see, I could see people being concerned and wanting to bench James Robinson because first off, the, the, the nature of looking at your lineup, our projections from Sportsline do not have James Robinson projected as high as he typically is. So you have, like, I'm starting DeAndre Swift over James Robinson. I think there's a higher ceiling for DeAndre Swift given his matchup. And he's been, you know, essentially just as good as Robinson for the the, the last, you know, three games. Um, you know, Robinson's been better, but, you know, Swift hasn't been far behind. And then, you know, you look at what Harris is facing in non-PPR. You look at what Ahmed is facing in non-PPR. You look at what Balaj is facing overall. So I would play Robinson over those guys, but I could see the temptation to get away from it because the Steelers are great. They are very good against running backs, and it's going to be a tough game for James Robinson. We saw him struggle once already against the Texans when they sold out to stop him, and we'll see if the same thing happens again. The other thing is they've got four losses this year by 10 or more points. In three of them, he had 11 to 13 carries and less than 50 rushing yards. But he did, you know, mostly find a way to be productive. You know, he would catch balls, he would score a touchdown, something like that. He gets basically all their touches. They don't have Chris Thompson anymore, so you would think even if they are losing, that that would help him in PPR. And and we shall see. If he does not have a good game here, then then I think people are going to start saying, "Uh oh, what's going to happen down the stretch for James Robinson?" But we we can talk about that on Sunday night. And then DJ Chark is around 30th or so in the in the rankings, top 36 in PPR. And uh, he's fine, I guess. Not an exciting start. Would you start... Let's get some some running backs. Would you start uh, Duke Johnson or DJ Chark? Uh, Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think so. How about Michael Pirine or DJ Chark? Chark. Chark. Okay. Jonathan Taylor or Chark? Chark. Hines or Chark? Hines. Hines. 
Pittsburgh's DST is number one. And by the, you know, by the way, go back to the wide receivers real quick. The Steelers are bad against wide receivers. They give up the eighth most points to wide receivers, the fourth most yards per catch. Are there any other wide receivers you might consider in this game? Chris Conley's got seven or eight targets in two straight games with, with Luton. He does nothing Even with Even Cole's a flex. Yeah, Cole's interesting. I mean, you know, you saw the red zone opportunity, um, you know, where he uh, he scored. And LaVisca Chenault is probably not going to play again. You know, Chris Conley's getting too many targets for my liking. But I think, uh, you know, you rank them Chark, Cole, Conley. And we'll see how it goes, you know. Steelers have struggled a little bit against slot receivers. Randall Cobb scored 95 and a touchdown. Greg Ward scored. Willie Sneed at 100 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 71 yards and a touchdown. But I think if they get Hilton back, that would help. Is he their slot corner? Not quite sure about that. I think he might be. All right, anyway, start the Steelers DST. Tennessee is at Baltimore. Interesting game here. We did talk about Ryan Tannehill a lot. But there's another thing. Um, I don't know if this matters to you. But maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think all of these guys mostly play in the slot. Keelan Cole, Justin Jefferson, Cole Beasley, Randall Cobb, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Boyd, Anthony Miller. They all had like solid to great games against Tennessee. How about Willie Sneed, ladies and gentlemen? Any interest? Deep league. I picked him up in the fishbowl uh, last night just to see if this is something that's going to continue. Uh, obviously, um, Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown are not on the same page. So yeah. is he just getting tired of Marquise Brown barking at him and trusting Willie Sneed? And, you know, Jason Lockenford comes on our show every Sunday. Uh, our CBS Sports NFL Insider. Well, he does a radio. He's, he lives in Baltimore, does a radio show in Baltimore. He's very plugged into the Ravens. And he's been talking about how the signing of Des Bryant was as much of a locker room thing as it was an on-field thing to have a veteran presence because that's a really young group. But he kept referencing Willie Sneed is the veteran. So he's been the guy in that room for the entire season. And maybe they're deferring to Willie Sneed and Lamar Jackson's deferring to Willie Sneed as well. So He's making plays. Uh, you know, the, the production through the last three weeks has been there. So he's not a bad guy in, in a 14 or 16 team league to pick up and just see if this happens again. And then maybe you start to trust it. the playoff schedule for Baltimore is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the problem is, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm onto something here. I don't know with this Tennessee being terrible against slot receivers. Maybe this is a good week for Snead, but it would have to be like what we were saying about Josh Reynolds last week. I mean, you have to be pretty desperate probably. And, you know, it's a good DFS play deep league. Sure. Okay, so a fairly easy game. We already talked about Tannehill. Heath's a lot higher on Tannehill than Jamie, but Heath might move Tannehill down a bit. So that's in the 62nd rankings of the future. You're going to start Derrick Henry. You're going to start A.J. Brown. And then Corey Davis. So, Heath, you look like you're a lot higher on Corey Davis, which makes sense. I think that's sense. been the, uh, the case. Yeah. Um, I, like, I think he's a, a good high-end number three, low-end number two wide receiver. But again, that goes hand in hand with Ryan Tannehill's pass attempts. If he only throws it 12 times like he did in the playoffs last year, then then Corey Davis is probably going to be terrible. Corey Davis. I'm going to go back and look. I oh, want to see right. what the Ravens did defensively following the Chiefs' loss. They played Washington. Terry McLaurin had 118 yards. Then, yeah, I was just know. talking overall because they got embarrassed on national TV by the Chiefs that week. And then they just got embarrassed by the Patriots. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, it was against Washington, so and, it's hard. Then, yeah, it's and then after not, that, not it was seen. Cincinnati. Plus, this is also the you know the team that I wonder if they were looking ahead because you know they they've probably been waiting for this Tennessee game for a while after the playoff loss. Yeah, man, they got they got beat. Like New England played great, and they you know they couldn't stop the run. That's a big deal when they had Brandon Williams. It's a big deal, and it's, it's going to be a big, last year. big deal it's, against it's, in this game. If huh? they don't, have, it's going to be a big deal in this game if they don't have. Oh, him. huge! I mean, Derrick yeah. Henry was a monster in the playoffs against them last year. Okay, so uh, Jonu Smith, five? <laughs> five, for sure. He's the most five. <laughs> We've talked about Ebron and Hunter Henry. Are they ahead of Jonu Smith? Yes. Yes. I can't trust Jonu. I'm not going to bench him if he's the only tight end on my roster. Like, I'm not going to go pick up Logan Thomas to play him over Jonu, even though I haven't ranked that way, unless you know you're desperate. But I think, you know, Jonu's been bad. He, he rushed for a touchdown last week. You know, you can't count on that. <laughs> yeah. Five straight games with 32 or fewer yards. Does not have more than 40 yards in any game he's played with A.J. Brown this this season. Lamar Jackson is top eight. He's fifth for Heath, eighth for Jamie, seventh for Dave. You can start him, but, like, should we? I mean, he has not really delivered. Why are you confident in He had Lamar 24 Jackson? fantasy points last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that delivering? Hey. It's good. It's not top five. We don't, yeah. You know, and last week was a bad week for... For fantasy. Well, it's like that doesn't affect his 24. Like if he scores 24 <laughs> fantasy points, you're going to be glad you started. No, it, right. Uh, and the are Titans you? defense has been pretty terrible. Well, that is true. Okay. Every quarterback since week one has thrown... Oh, basically, how about this? Every quarterback but two has thrown multiple touchdown passes against the Titans. If he throws two touchdowns, he's probably in good shape. Sit all the Baltimore running backs? Yeah. Yep. And would you start Willie Sneed over Marquise Brown if you had to make that decision? No, there's there, there's there's still too much upside with Marquise Brown, but I don't know how anybody could start him with any confidence. Like, this is more of a DFS play. It's more of a, oh, I'm stuck. I got to play Marquise Brown. I got to question uh, Robbie Anderson or Marquise Brown. That, that's a no-brainer to me. You know, you got to play Robbie Anderson in, in either format. But this could be a two-touchdown game for Marquise Brown. The secondary is terrible. So, right. you know. He had his best game as a pro in the in the you know not touchdown wise but yardage and catch wise in the playoffs against this team last year. But they were chasing points. Starting Jacoby Myers over Marquise Brown. Yes. Yeah. Would you start Lamichael P. Ryan over Marquise Brown? Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, you probably should. Let's go to Kansas City at Las Vegas rematch. Vegas won the first game, forty to thirty-two. How about this? The Kansas City Chiefs. They're usually under Steve Spagnola, pretty good taking away big plays. They've given up four pass plays of 40-plus yards this year. All of them were in that game against Las Vegas. So this is a team where I think they're going to be pissed off. You talk about like the Ravens bouncing back. I'm looking forward to the Chiefs throttling the Raiders. I'll make that prediction. But let's talk about starter sit. Mahomes start. Clyde Edwards either, starter sit. He's behind the backup guys. For me, uh, behind Ahmed, behind Balaj, behind Harris in non-PPR. In PPR, you know, he's uh, he's better. He should be better than Ahmed and Harris. But, I'm, I mean, look, you know, the, if the Raiders are down all those guys, it should be a good opportunity for him. And the hope would be coming off their bye week that this is the point where Damien Harris took, or excuse me, Damien Williams took off last year. Hopefully it's the same thing for Edward Tiller. So if he's on your team, you're probably starting him unless you just, you know, feel like those other guys will be better. And I can certainly understand that based on the body of work for Edward Solaire most of the year. It's a good matchup for him. 
Vegas allows the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, the fifth most receiving yards per game in running backs. He did have 40 receiving yards. He had only 13 touches, but they went for 80 yards in the first matchup. Heath, would you start any Kansas City wide receivers other than Tyreek Hill? Uh, Sammy Watkins is a full participant, and um, I think Michael Hardman's still on the COVID list. Yes. So Sammy Watkins could be a, a decent boom or bust flex. I think he's kind of in the same range as someone like Marquise Brown. Well, I was just about to ask you, Sammy Watkins or Marquise Brown? I think I have them back-to-back currently, and I would I, I believe I'd go Watkins. Watkins is probably safer. Uh, Brown should have more upside. Kelsey, starter sit. We're good with him? Two best tight ends in football going head-to-head. Oh, how about that? Derek Carr. If Okay, yeah. How do you feel about Derek Carr this week, guys? I think he's going to be chasing points. I like him. I would like him more if there wasn't. Like, there's this thing. I guess the Raiders, and I don't remember this happening, but I guess the Raiders did some, like, uh, victory lap around the stadium after they beat the Chiefs. I don't oh, yeah. remember that at all. But there's been a lot of talk about it this week. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of think you're, you're right, Adam. They might just crush him. I mean, I'd start Derek Carr over two. I'd start him over Jared Goff, over Carson Wentz. He's a top 15 quarterback. I'd start Derek Carr over Tom Brady this week. Hmm. Tom Brady's good. But you know what? The thing is, like, Carr is good. He's playing well this year. The last three games, he's got 23 to 25 pass attempts. They've won That's all three happen. games. Exactly. <laughs> They've won all three games. One of them was no. a bad weather game. Uh, they're, but they're going to try to run the ball. I mean, they are a ground-and-pound team. They're going to try to do that. So, And the Chiefs are, like, typically what the Chiefs would like for you to do is to do that. You can run all you want between the 20s, and then we're going to score in three plays. It's kind of their approach. Is there any interest in Devontae Booker, by the way? Not really. Uh, if you're stuck, you know, <laughs> sure, he's getting work, but, you know, I... I this this is, I'm sure, Josh Jacobs is going to get as much work as he can handle. Yeah, start Josh Jacobs. And how about the Las Vegas wide receivers? No. They are all a dart throw with the best dart throw being Aguilar. Aguilar or Watkins? Watkins. No, none of them are safe. They're, none of them are safe. This is one of those, like, I hate doing this because it just frustrates me when I hear people do this. But, like, I like Derek Carr, but I can't tell you who's going to be successful because... It could be Ruggs, it could be Aguilar, it could be Renfro. The one person I feel safe with is, is Waller, but he's not getting three touchdowns out of Waller. He's going to need three touchdowns to be successful this week. Yeah, Darren Waller's a top three tight end in both formats, and he now has two, three straight games with 22 to 37 yards. Only two games with more than 50 yards this season. He did that 11 times last season, 50 or more yards, or more than 50 yards, rather. So weird year for him. He had a bad drop touchdowns. last week that would have been a touchdown. And Kansas City's been, you know, fairly solid against tight ends, but Waller had five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. And let's be honest, you're starting Man, Waller. You're starting Darren Waller. Yeah. Chiefs DST, do you like them this week? Because the this is not a good matchup. They, the, they don't turn the ball over. Two interceptions this year for Derek Carr, and they just run the ball a lot. Um, what do you think about the Chiefs DST? 70% rostered. I mean, if you're going to believe the narrative that they're going to just go into Las Vegas and, and destroy them, then you should start the Chiefs DST. Because, look, Carr has not been turnover prone. He's not, you know, struggled in that regard this year at all. This could be the first game it happens. But he's, you know, last week was the first game he was bad at home. Uh, Again, they ran all over Denver, so I don't know how much you want to factor into it. But I think he's going to come out throwing. If he turns the ball over, you'll be okay with the Chiefs defense. I picked them up in two leagues, so I, I do have some level of confidence in them. 
But I see where you guys have them ranked, eighth to twelfth. That's you know, pretty much how I feel. Just I don't think they're going to be great, but you could do worse. Miami at Denver, you could do better. You can get the Dolphins DST. Start them. So stat of the game here for Miami and Denver in their last four games, the Broncos' run defense has been horrible. Five running backs have had ten or more carries, and four of them averaged five point two four yards per carry or more. They've given up six rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last four games, including four in Week 10 against Las Vegas. So that's why we like Ahmed. And then what's this stat? Stat of the game number two. I need to remember this one. Miami has held Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, Jamison Crowder, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams to less than 50 yards. And in that group, Lockett, Debo, Crowder, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, only Keenan Allen caught a touchdown. So that's why, Jamie, that's why we don't like the Denver wide receivers this week. Heath, do you like Jerry Judy? No, I don't. I mean, I like Jerry Judy, the player, but I, I not, I don't have any, I don't want to start any Broncos. I don't have any of the Broncos running backs in my top 30. I don't have any of their wide receivers in my top 36. Um, Noah fans like 12 at tight end. So five, Um, I, you don't want to start any Broncos. Okay. And then Jamie, sum up the dolphins. We've already talked about this game. uh, A lot of it. Sum up the dolphins. Two as a streamer. Ahmed's a starter. Parker is a starter. Gusecki is blah. Ahmed or Parker? Ahmed non-PPR, Parker and PPR. Like The thing is, Parker's really having a pretty lousy year at this point. I'm starting to run out of patience here. He has one game this year with more than 69 yards. It was against the Seahawks. Everybody crushes the Seahawks. He has seven or more targets in three of his last four games, but six, 12, and five PPR fantasy points in those three games. So I can't get away from him. You guys have... Parker very high. Dave has him outside the top 40. So, you know, I'd like to have a rankings dispute with him, but he's not here. So I'll be Dave, and I just made my case against Parker. Tell me why I should have faith in him. He's got at least seven targets in three of his last four games. I don't love Parker, but I mean, you know, at, at, at some, this is just a bad defense. You know, Denver's defense is not good. You know, they're down so many guys. I, I think at some point he's going to have an opportunity to find the end zone. He scored against the Rams when, you know, they didn't really have to do very much. So hopefully Tua looks for him a little bit more. I, I just think, you know, he's in that top 30 range. Okay. And then Mike Kosicki, Heath is higher on him than Jamie. That was a rankings dispute. Dolphins DST, I think they're top three. They are oh, seventh for Heath. But number two for Dave and Jamie. Start at the Dolphins. Yeah, if, if it's Locke, he's been terrible. And if it's Rippon, he had three interceptions in, in the first time that he played. Jets and Chargers, our last game. Stat of the game, a running back has scored 11 or more non-PPR fantasy points, 13 or more PPR fantasy points in seven straight games against the Chargers. That's really good. Will, will LeMichael Pirine make it eight in a row? Well, P. Ryan's got one game this season with double digits and carries, and he scored 13 PPR points in that game. So if they're going to really commit to him like they say they are, then, you know, there's an opportunity here. Uh, you know, Jets are getting Beckton back. You know, he was banged up in that game against the Patriots, so that'll help the offensive line. And Flacco just challenges defenses a little bit differently than Sam Donald does. So I think P. Ryan's in that flex conversation. He's not better than any of the other replacement options that you picked up, but he's better than the Baltimore running backs, for example. He's better than the Broncos running backs if you want to buy into that as well. So um, there, there's there's an opportunity here for P. Ryan to be successful this week. Would you guys start LaMichael P. Ryan or Jerry Judy? P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Regardless of format. Yeah. Okay. Start Jamison Crowder is a must start. 
Justin Herbert is a must start. And then Kalen Balaj is uh, right around 16th in the rankings. We've talked a lot about him. Who's a better start, Kalen Balaj or Mike Williams? Balaj. Balaj. Mike Williams or P. Ryan? I think I'd start P. Ryan. Uh, I would take P. Ryan, but it's close. And then Hunter Henry is worth starting. Top eight. Jets are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. Yeah, you know what it is. I mean, he just Henry. What like last week? What was great? No, Thirty yards, but he did score, so he probably has to score. Five. Yeah. Cool. Chargers DST is top five. So Heath, you like the Chargers over the Dolphins DST? Yeah. Okay. And Jamie does not, but they're close. Both they are uh, close. both are practicing full. That's a great sign for the Chargers defense. Um, you know they're they're not playing as well as they were probably expected to, but injuries again a problem. One thing for Jamison Crowder to note, and it's probably not going to happen, but they did open the window for Chris Harris to return. And yeah. so if Harris does come back, that makes their defense a lot better and can make things a little bit tougher on Crowder. But my guess is based on what we've seen from this, every time a player's um, IR window has opened, they haven't played that week, at least for the most part. Actually, yeah, I was reading about that this morning. And right now, Chris Harris not expected to play. So thank you for bringing that up. But probably not going to play this week. And that would be a big deal because he would probably cover Jameson Crowder. And that is it for today's show. we got six more games for you tomorrow. We've got Twitch for you at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll give you some starter sit advice and get ready for the Thursday night game. I want to thank Heath and Jamie and Ben. I'm Adam. Thanks to all of you for listening. Have a great Thursday night. We'll talk to you Friday.